Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you? Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Zynga from ABC's On the Red Carpet. I'm Jeffrey from D23. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together, we are taking you Inside Disney. Welcome back, Zynga. Woo! <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> we missed we, you. We did we in so many ways. It's true. It's true. Next time you will join us on our adventures. But Sherry and I did head to Walt Disney World Resort to go to Epcot. Wow. To mm-hmm. film a very special episode of D23 Inside Disney to celebrate Epcot's 40th anniversary, which is coming up this Saturday, as is our fabulous video podcast, which will air on Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. We did bring back a favorite guest host. She is no Zynga, but she is Ashley Eckstein, and she... So much fun. Always a good time with Ashley. She's fabulous. Voice of Ahsoka Tano in the animated Star Wars series, creator of her universe. So Sherry, what were some of your favorite moments without giving too much away? People can look. Okay, without giving too much away, we got to see some really cool pieces from Epcot's archive with Walt Disney Imagineering, but also with Jeffrey's own personal archive. I got a shout out. (laughs) Jeffrey brought his own little collection of things that he has accumulated over the years, including that figment plush that I mentioned on the podcast last week. That's an original. What year did you get that plush? I think I got it in 83. Wow. Um, It must have been 83. Wow, wow, wow. 83, yeah. Amazing. Um, Yes. It was very it's in fun. Great shape. I take care of my things. <laughs> I mean, was Sherry even alive in '83? No, <laughs> I was not. I was not. No. But that's in better shape than I am. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, you take good care of your things. <laughs> I do. I do. Yes. Well, thank you, Sherry. That was great. The performances had my jaw Ooh, yeah. on the floor. I did not expect that. I knew they were going to be good, but that. Whoa, mind-blowing good. I have to tune in to see that. There's some surprises from beloved friends, both of the Imagineering Mm -hmm. and furry variety. One of my favorite things that we do always is eat. And the sampling of food... that we do. Thank goodness for the Epcot festivals. They kept us very full. Mm, and thank goodness for stretchy pants. <laughs> you did wear some pretty amazing glittery stretchy pants that were stretchy very, pants. very disco. We did also, not for the show, but we did ride Guardians of the Galaxy um, oh, Cosmic yes. Rewind again. What? Okay, having extreme FOMO here. Zynga, we got to go on it together. No. <laughs> Yes, it'd be amazing. We got Conga, which was amazing. I hear it is a, mm-hmm. a harder one to get, which was great. The flute of Walt Disney World Resort just always impresses me at Hacienda. I loved the Rosen Crown. We had a fabulous mm. lunch there. Dinner mm, at Paddlefish. Yum, oh. yum, yum. Yes, yes. And the, the crab guacamole from Paddlefish in Disney Springs. You don't get to see us eat that on the show, but you get to see us do a lot of other fun things. So tune in <laughs> on Saturday. And all right, enough. Sorry, Zynga. We've been giving you too much FOMO there. What, what have you been up to? Oh, my goodness. Well, since I missed you all, I had to get my own Disney fill. So I binge watched <laughs> Andor. And of course, oh. so, like mind blown. And of course, having more FOMO and just so jelly that you all got to speak with one of the stars of the show. Yep. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. It's true. 
<laughs> so yeah, so coming up, we'll, we get to uh, hear Sherry and I chat with the fabulous Genevieve O'Reilly, who plays Mon Mothma on Andor and in other Star Wars projects. She was just a delight and lots of fun stuff off of her debut in episode four. Okay, we have a lot of news to get to today, starting with some massive Marvel news on his social media this week. The one and only Ryan Reynolds announced that they are working now on the new Deadpool movie. And not only that, but that Hugh Jackman is going to be coming back as Wolverine in the film, Uh. uh, which is now dated... September 6, 2024, less than two years away, we are going to get to see this massive Marvel matchup. I'm in. I am in. (laughs) So cannot wait for that. And uh, Sherry, I think we've got some more news, too. We do. All right, you guys. What do you get when you combine a mischievous blob, a three-legged dog, and a slew of ravenous creatures? My family reunion. (laughs) (laughs) That is correct. Just kidding. You get it. I was not expecting that. I want to go to your family reunion now. That's what that's like. I gotta, I gotta see that movie. Okay. (laughs) Well, that is correct. But also, Walt Disney Animation Studios, Strange World, woohoo! We got the official trailer, so you get to see more of the legendary family of explorers, the Clades. Check it out if you haven't already. It's on Walt Disney Animation Studios YouTube, and it'll be in theaters so soon, November twenty third, which is right around the corner. Ooh. And guys, I know we've talked about the voice cast, but I've got to say, I just have to put it out there again. It's so star-studded. Jake Gyllenhaal, Gabrielle Union, Lucy Liu, Dennis Quaid, a.k.a. Nick Parker from the Parent Trap 1998 version. Hello. Fair, fair. <laughs> oh, there's also a new poster for Strange World where you can see three generations of the Explorers mid-adventure. It's really cool. I will be watching that for sure. And mm-hmm. guess what? He's back, y'all. David Beckham has a new mm. series, and it's on Disney+. Plus. It's entitled Save Our Squad, which will launch November 9th. And the trailer's been released, so you can check it out on Disney+. Plus. And honestly, I really love this concept because it focuses on his return to his East London roots, and he gets to mentor a group of boys who are at the bottom of their league. And here we have this Manchester United and LA Galaxy star working to turn their team around. Really good stuff there. And I will definitely be tuning in again. That is November 9th on Disney+. Plus. Nice. Mm. Well, you guys, we are all in this together. And I mean all because the stars of the High School Musical film series are returning to East High for the next season of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Mm -hmm. Yes. That is circle. We've got Corbin Blue, Monique Coleman, Lucas Grabeel, Bart Johnson, Allison Reed, Casey Stroh. They're all coming back, all playing themselves. Okay, so here's what's happening. Season four, the Wildcats are returning to East High where they're preparing their stage production of High School Musical 3, senior year, one of my favorite movies of all time. But these plans are disrupted when Principal Gutierrez announces that Disney has decided to make the long-awaited High School Musical 4, the reunion movie, on location at their beloved high school. Oh, I would love if that movie were real. <laughs> yes, so make sure you are caught up on High School Musical, the musical, the series. All three seasons are streaming on Disney+. Plus. So good. So good. 
Well, moving over to another one of our fabulous streaming platforms, Hulu released a trailer for Rosalind. Let me start by saying this is for adults. Maybe not even watch the trailer if you've got youngins, but it is a very funny trailer. The film is debuting on October 14th. It is a twist on Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. It's all told from the perspective of Juliet's cousin, Rosalind, who, of course, is a character in the actual play original but now you find out you know she happens to be romeo's recent love interest and she is heartbroken when he starts dating juliet and she of course schemes to destroy their relationship it looks hilarious you can head over to hulu's socials to watch that trailer and again october 14th you can just watch it on the hulu and sherry going back to our most recent trip to epcot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The celebrity narrators for the 2022 Candlelight Processional have been announced and they are epic, epic, I'm telling you. And it's like there's like there's a few (laughs) friends of the pod, including newly inducted Disney legend Josh Gad. And uh, Simu Liu, of course, we love him. Disney legend Whoopi Goldberg is back. There are a few new folk as well who've never done this before, including Josh, as well as Gloria Estefan, who's Conga. We just Conga'd to on uh, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, <laughs> Mariska Hargitay, Raul Esparza, and Damon John. And then some folk who've done it before who we love, uh, Marie Osmond, Courtney Vance, the Queen, Angela Bassett, Isabella Rossellini, Edward James Almost. It is Packed, packed, packed. I feel like I need just to spend half of November and all of December at Walt Disney World because I would like to see each of them do that. You can, of course, head over to our friends at the parks blog for the entire schedule. Oh my gosh, that is so awesome. I will, you know, pack my bags and head out there with you, Jeffrey. (laughs) (laughs) And oh my goodness, can I tell you, I am really excited about this news. For those of you who aspire to attend HBCUs, listen up, because Walt Disney World will host the largest ever HBCU week that will be record-breaking. From October 7th to 9th, thousands of high school students will arrive at Walt Disney World for HBCU week, and they're going to be celebrating our nation's many historically Black colleges and universities. That's what HBCU stands for, for those of you who don't know. It'll be the first time in the history that HBCU week is being held at Walt Disney World. And honestly, this is what is mind blowing, right? You've got 5,000 students from the Southeastern region of the United States and beyond that will be in attendance. We're gonna expect a lot of activities, a screening of ESPN's first take, and recruiters will be handing out college acceptance letters and scholarships. We are talking full ride scholarships for four years, given right there on the spot. Yes, right? More than $10 million in scholarships are going to be awarded. And that honestly is also a record for HBCU Week. And you may be able to spot my dear friend, drum major Mickey, (laughs) where you (laughs) might see some Battle of the Band performances. And there's so much good stuff, like I said. Find out more on how to get tickets and all the great information by heading over to hbcuweek.org. That is some very exciting news. And you know what's also some exciting news? It's time for Five Fantastic Things to Watch This Weekend, presented by State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jeffrey, what's up first? Well, up first, we go back to the original, the one that started it all for the Marvel Cinematic Universe 
Iron Man hearing Saturday, October 1st. I'm sure in some way in honor of Epcot's 40th anniversary at two o'clock on FX. Nice. Also on Saturday, October 1st, check out Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's part of 31 Nights of Halloween on Freeform. Is it a Halloween movie? Is it a Christmas movie? It's both. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorites. One of my favorites. And I love Hulu so much with this. We've got Huluween drag stravaganza <laughs> wow <laughs> oh yeah Alrighty. i am here for it it's gonna premiere saturday october 1st on hulu and okay the log line is what got me right two world famous drag superstars are trapped in tv and the only way to get out is to host a huluween tv special come on <laughs> I am there. I'm in. I'm in. Same. <laughs> Are you in with us? Same. Oh, 100%. Okay. I'll be <laughs> Another thing I'm 100% in for is decorating Disney Halloween magic. It's a special that airs on Freeform on Sunday, October 2nd. It's also part of 31 Nights of Halloween. So you can get a behind the scenes look at how Halloween spirits are spread throughout the Disney parks. Mm-hmm. And our favorite villains. You can catch a Halloween-themed special of the Villains of Valley View on Sunday, October 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern on Disney Channel. Excited about that one. On to our guest, who is one of the incredible stars of Andor, the new Smash Star Wars show on Disney+. Plus. She's played the character of Mon Mothma in Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, in Star Wars Rebels, she is now reprising her role to shake things up on Andor. Please welcome to the show, Genevieve O'Reilly. Hello, lovely to meet you. All right. You've now played Mon Mothma several times. Did you ever think you'd be on such a journey with her? <laughs> to be honest with you, no. I'm just going to start with that. No. <laughs> it's, such, yeah. it's such a unique gift and experience as an actor to be able to revisit a character at different times in her life that are reflective of the different times in my life. I would never have expected this and it feels really special Mm. to truly have Mon Mothma as a part of, I think I can say this now, as a part of my life now. That's Mm. amazing. Well, and we're several episodes in. Mon is struggling to keep things undercover. Where do you feel like her head's at? I think we meet Mon Mothma in a place we've never seen her before. We're used to her or seeing her in quite an important role, usually surrounded by a band of rebels, different opinions, obviously, but essentially like-minded collaborators. Where we meet her in Andor, She's steeped in empire. She looks different. She feels different. She is trying to effect change within the Imperial Senate. She's trying to be a voice of opposition, a voice for diplomacy against Palpatine, against this very powerful male figure in a very powerful male establishment, which is the Imperial Senate. So she's having to look for ways around diplomacy. She's having to look for exit strategies. And so we find her 
reaching for solutions that are probably less binary than we would expect from her. They're less black or white. And she is stepping into a pretty murky world to try and be effective and be an advocate for change. Hmm. Wow. Well, kind of on that note, the show is by nature very serious. Did you ever do anything to lighten the mood on set? <laughs> Tony Gilroy's writing is so intricate. It is so deft. It is so interwoven. So there was a lot of work between us actors to create a dexterity within that dialogue to keep it kind of in that spy thriller genre. But there was this one day I remember when I was on set and an actor and I were working really hard to kind of, uh, a bit like rapiers, you know, like this kind of sword play. <laughs> and then we stepped on to that and the room was populated with people, but also creatures like Star Wars creatures. And then you just become a child again. I just go, oh, how do you breathe in there? Oh, how do those eyes move? Oh, can I touch you? Can I do this? That's <laughs> such a great thing about Star Wars. You know, it feels so serious. There is so much at stake. And yet you'll have these really cool droids and characters that just make it so fun to be around. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You have a great scene with Stellan Skarsgård. Can you talk about working with him? Oh, Stellan is so special. Such an extraordinary actor. So fun to be around. The first scene you see Stellan and I in together in Andor were in Luthen, the character that he plays, Luthen's gallery. And that's where we meet Mon Mothman. So it feels very polished. It feels very still kind of in that polished regal world. And then you step behind a corner in Luke Hull's design and there is a private space. And all of a sudden it reveals a private side of Mon Mothma and another side to Luthen. And the fun we had working, the fun we had in that gallery, like every time the two of us on that day, we were like kids in a playground. <laughs> All those props, they're like beautiful pieces of art that have been carved and curated by our designer, Luke Hull. And we were like, look at this. Have you tried this one? Have you got this one? Oh, Stellan was like, this one would look great in my lounge room. And he said, <laughs> you know, Oh, I love those chairs. Like we had such fun. <laughs> He's so much fun. We really made each other laugh. We got along great. We had such a great time on this. Mm, I love it. Before you joined the galaxy, <laughs> were you already a Star Wars fan? I mean, yeah, I was a kid in the 1980s, right? So I, I remember seeing... Return of the Jedi. I remember loving the Ewoks. I remember thinking Princess Leia with that gun on her kind of side hip was the coolest thing around. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, Star Wars was a part of the fabric of storytelling when I was a kid. It was a pop cultural phenomenon. So it's a part of my storytelling history, too. I think, isn't everybody? <laughs> <laughs> You were very specific. I mean, yeah. the, the Ewok love, I mean, many of us who were 
kids when that came out. I mean, I'm massive Ewok fan. So I, I like that. It's, you know, some, some people are a droid fan, some people. So I love that. That's the specificity is what makes it more fun. Yeah. I'm a bit exactly. old school. I'm definitely an Ewok fan. Yes. Uh, who isn't? <laughs> okay. Well, because this is a Disney podcast, we're going to use our imagination here. If you could play any other character in the Star Wars galaxy, oh. who would it be? If I could play any other character in the Star Wars galaxy, mm -hmm. do you know what? I really want to play Kylo Ren. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> I can see that. Can I play him? He is so cool and he is so complicated and dark. I would love to play him. Oh, wow. Yes. I would watch that. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Same. 100%. <laughs> you were down at Star Wars Celebration earlier this summer. Did you happen to make it across the street to Disneyland? I didn't. I've never been to Disneyland. <gasps> never been to Disneyland. Have you been no, to a Disney, Disney theme park? Never. I grew <gasps> up in little old Ireland. I've never seen that fun. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sherry, we need to make some calls. We need to get this Absolutely. taken care of. Stat. I need to get there. Got to end this interview now, get you down to Disneyland. It's never too late for your first time. The only thing is I have to take my kids at this stage. I can't go by myself. I would be in trouble at home if I went with the kids, right? <laughs> of course. I mean, Probably yeah. true. It's more fun. More fun with kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's more fun with kids. Yes. What is something that we might be surprised to know about working on a Star Wars project? Oh my gosh, just how difficult it is to keep everything quiet. Maybe that's mm. not news to anyone, but I'm so excited for fans to see this eventually. It's like we've been sitting on this little special pop candy volcano that I just want everyone else to share. I think people are going to love it. I think Star Wars fans and non-Star Wars fans alike are going to really love this world that Tony Gilroy has created and that Diego Luna carries with all of his charisma. Hmm. Mm. I agree. Do you have a favorite moment from filming? Either it could be a behind the scenes moment or a moment that fans will be able to see. I have so many favorite moments from this. This was a real treat as an actor for me because this woman, Man Mathma, when we meet her in Andor, has so much to wrestle with. And after filming this first half, and we've got a half of this story to go, I'm so proud of her, but I also want to hold her and hug her. I want so much for her. There are really beautiful, intricate, and painful and costly scenes for this woman as we go through. And I think it will allow fans to look at Rogue One differently, and then maybe to look at Return of the Jedi even differently. When you know what this woman has gone through, when you know what her life has been, how does it inform those scenes later on? That's really exciting to kind of be going at this backwards. Yeah, even the prequels made watching those films again, completely different. Yes, yes, agreed. Well, we are sadly at our last question already. We ask this to every guest that we have on the show. What is your favorite Disney memory? My favorite Disney memory. Do you know what popped straight into my head? 
there's this song in The Little Mermaid when she's in a cave and she sings about her dreams. It's about like, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Yes. Do you know that song? Uh, part, part of, of your, your world. world. Yes. Part of your world. And just that really encapsulates what Disney is for me because it buys into the dreams of characters, the hopes of characters. And that storytelling allows you, I think, particularly when you're young, to dream for yourself, to hope for yourself, and to kind of believe that you can, you can make that happen. I mean, that is like perfect. Trust me, Little Mermaid, definitely one of my faves. Sherry, I know yes, it's one of yours. 100%. <laughs> that's my go-to karaoke song. <laughs> wow. We all need to go to karaoke, clearly. Now. Yes, I want to see And Disneyland. Because Genevieve's got some pipes on her too. I like this. I like where we're going. Genevieve, thank you so much. We cannot wait for the rest of this season and to see what else is in store for Mont Mothma and or and everyone. It has been a pleasure. Congratulations. Such a pleasure to be with you guys. And I think you're going to love it. Oh my goodness, Jeffrey and Sherry. That was Phenomenal. I cannot. Y'all are just fabulous, darlings. You are even more fabulous. And you listeners are also fabulous. Thank you again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out d23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.